Hey, welcome to the Heavy Sweater Podcast. My name is John King. If this is your first time listening, this is the Heavy Sweater Podcast. A deep dive in the beginnings of musicians and bands of the heavy variety. And this week we have Brendan Clark on the podcast. You already know that. You fucking read the intro. Brendan's in a couple of bands. He's in Complexant. He does vocals in that band. He plays drums in a band called Spectre. And he was also the former vocalist of Bury Me. And he runs uh, Borderline BMT. Uh, really fucking sick dude. Really nice guy. Um, puts on lots of great shows, showcasing lots of really fucking sick bands. And I fuck with both of his bands, Spectre and Complexant. And we have a really good chat. We both share a massive love for Motionless in White, which is so sick. Um, and yeah, this is a really fun episode. Really good episode. Really just like two dudes have never met that like kind of what this podcast is two dudes that like have that haven't met or know each other pretty well and share a love for the same type of music so yeah this is a fucking good one it's on zoom so like there is a little like lagginess and stuff but like whatever you fucking you get the deal you listen anyway you 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 fucking love it or feed you little chickens or whatever the fuck i don't know (laughs) anyway well that being said it's sunday you know what that means i'm recording this sunday morning before i go to work i'm fucking tired Hey man, how you doing? Good, yourself, bro? Yeah, good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> the fake conversation starting in is so good. It's yeah. like one of my favorite things I bring it up all the time. It's just like every episode starts with the hey man, how you doing? And then I bring up the we've already had a conversation and like got comfortable. <laughs> Shit, it's yeah, just, just like, habit now. Yeah, yeah. Cool, man. Well, um, we'll get into everything with you and music and like the first heavy-ish band you remember hearing for the first time. Okay, so the first um, full metal song I listened to, well, yeah. um, this is talking like metal, metal core. Like, um, obviously, growing up, I listened to a lot of Iron Maiden. That was like yeah. um, one of the gatekeeping bands alongside Green Day and Linkin Park. Those three yeah. were like the um, my introduction to the scene, okay. like yeah. to um, to heavy music. But the first um, song I heard with like screaming vocals. It was um, my brother brought home a little um, mix CD that his friend gave him. And the first song that came on was a cover of A Thousand Miles by Never See Tomorrow, who were from Wollongong. Sick. That's so sick. <laughs> so that was the first um, the first full song I heard with um, screaming vocals. Yeah. But the first time I actually ever heard it was that one scene in Ace Ventura when he walks into a Cannibal Corpse concert. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. I remember listening. I was like, what is that? That sounds different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's fucking sick. Cool. So... Essentially, like Iron Maiden, Link Park, Green Day, but then like the the one that sticks out as like metalcore is a local band, which is fucking insane. Yeah, and funnily enough, now I'm in a band with um their guitarist brother. That's sick. That's <laughs> so it's a small world, awesome. man. That's so sick. Cool. Fuck yeah. So like, what's well, the guitarist and drummer? Like their brother. Oh, okay. <laughs> there, yeah, there, yeah. There were two brothers in that band. Oh fuck yeah, sick. Um. And then from there, like, what's your journey look like? Are you, because obviously you said your brother introduced you to that. Was it more from your brother or did you go off on your own and be like, I like these? No, nah, honestly, um, 
my brother put on this mix CD that his um, friend gave him and that came on. He's just like, what the fuck is this shit? Because <laughs> my brother, my brother isn't big on heavy music at all. Like yeah. there were some other songs on there. Like there was actually a few songs on there that were like, like heavy metal with my brother couldn't stand. There was a few rap songs on there, but another song I remember being on that CD was um, Pray for Plagues by Bring With The Horizon. Fuck yeah, sick. <laughs> then there was, um, and then there was uh, The Sound of Truth by Azalea Dying was also on there. Yeah, fuck yeah, sick. It wouldn't be early 2000s without Azalea Dying. And then there was three songs by Broken Side. <laughs> oh, yes. Fuck that was a yeah. weird mix. <laughs> yeah, that's sick. There was at, there was at that point where I tried, like, looking for some stuff. Like, I wasn't familiar with um, LimeWire for a, for a yeah. few years. Yeah. I did. I eventually found U-Turn a few years later, but eventually... I was, at the point, I was very shocked because I lived on a farm, so I yeah. didn't really know many people, didn't really go out too often, but um, had some friends in school that listened to it. I was like, oh, dear, I have some blank CDs. Do you give me a few songs and stuff like that? And they yeah. did, and it just gradually expanded. Eventually, I got into finding my own stuff, got into bands like, um, was introduced to bands like Motionless in White, who to this day oh, are my yeah. favourite band. Um, One there was of a lot them. of like, <laughs> a lot of post-hardcore bands that was like Alice Sana I was introduced yep. to um, Escape the Fate was a big one Bull for My Valentine was a very yeah, big yeah. one back then and just like gradually gradually expanded eventually I figured, figured out what U-Torrent was yeah. and <laughs> I downloaded so so many albums and gave my family computer a virus yeah. <laughs> everybody I think every musician I've ever had on here has definitely done that yeah definitely <laughs> and um, even before U-Torrent I was on YouTube just doing YouTube converting and then yeah, like yeah, yeah. MP4 to MP3 downloads and shit. Exactly. Yeah. And um renaming <laughs> yeah. it my renaming it myself and like getting the album artwork of Google images and stuff yep. like that. Yep. That's exactly what everyone did back the same. then. It was exactly the same. Yeah. And yeah, just um yeah. it just like I'd be scrolling, I'd see like a thumbnail and like, oh what's what's this band called? I know Bull from the Valentine. Oh, they sound pretty cool. Yeah. And I checked them out and loved them. Um funnily enough, um I did have a bit of a goth face when I was young that my parents did kind of support to an extent. <laughs> and um, they got me a wristband um, for Christmas. And I wore it to school and they were just like, oh, 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 you like Avengers Stonefold? I'm just like, who's that? Because the wristband was the skull and wings, like the yeah, band's yeah, trademark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they just, they just saw it and it was like, oh, that looks goth. I don't know where that. <laughs> I didn't even realize so it was a band. And then I checked them out and once again fell in love with them. Yeah, they're sick too. <laughs> Underrated now because I think they've gone to like dad rock, but like yeah. early Avenge was fucking mental. No, I still jam like all the classics, like that country and all that, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, the self-titled, in my opinion, is like my favorite thing they ever did. It was just like so massive sounding. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, fuck yeah. Cool, man. So that was like your way into like finding out about bands like just through the internet like we all did, like MySpace bands, the Warp Tour bands and shit. Yeah. Funny story about MySpace. I am... Um, so I was I was even late to getting Facebook. I was like, I want to say uh, 14 when I first got Facebook. Okay, yeah. And like, it was like at that point, MySpace was actually starting to die out. So I got yeah. on MySpace and <laughs> yeah. nothing was happening on it. So I just, I was on it for a week and then just ignored it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was on it like in the peak where it was like, like, do you remember Get Scared? They were like a... Love that band. Yeah, they're fucking band. sick. That was like, they had like just put up their first ever video and I was like on MySpace. I was like, this band's fucking awesome. And then there was like heaps of like fake accounts of like actual musicians but they were like clearly just fake accounts. So mm. <laughs> they were like everywhere. It was fucking weird. But yeah, yeah. MySpace was sick. <clears throat> Fuck yeah. And then from that, like finding out 
bands on your own. Motionless and White also fucking goat tier band. Um, <laughs> what's the band that like makes you realize that like I could probably do this too? And is the first thing that you do drums or vocals? So funny story about that. Um, I used to be before before music. I was just heavily into video games. Okay. And as I started listening to music. I just saw like, oh, there's this new game, Guitar Hero. That sounds pretty cool. Fuck so yeah. <laughs> um, when I was fifth, uh, no, I was would have been, um, actually, yeah, I would have been 15. I got um, Guitar Hero World Tour, which obviously had the drum set up. Yeah. And I preferred doing that more than guitar. And I got relatively, like, relatively decent at the Guitar Hero drums. Yeah. I'm just like, I wonder if the real drums is, like, is similar to this. Yeah. <laughs> then I was, I was given the drum kit and... Obviously, it was a different setup, but I already had the main gist of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I just like, started learning. Yeah. See, so I just started learning the basic songs. Like, I mean, for a while before I found out, like, what Utron was and stuff like that, I was um, relying on my dad's CDs. And yeah. <laughs> a lot of them were, like, old school. Like, I mean, the first song I ever learned, like, like I jammed a few ACDC songs. But um, the first song I ever properly played full on drums was actually a song on Guitar Hero. It was um, Re-Education Through Labor by Rise Against. Okay, sick. And I've, I still love Rise Against to this day. So um, I'd have to say, like, yeah, they were they were probably a main motivation. And um, I also really admired Slipknot for their drums. Yeah. So obviously, yeah. like, I was... I never got to a point of being able to learn, like, most of their some songs because yeah. they're just, like... Like George Alderson was obviously a god. Like oh, he was, yeah, it was inhuman best. the shit that he was able to play. Yeah, literally. Like, like even, um, even listening to it now, it's like that. Like listening to like the first seven songs of Iowa is like this was like insane for two thousand and two. Like mental yeah. for two thousand and two. Yeah, but um, I did I did manage to learn some of the more basic song stuff like Before I Forget and Psychosocial. Yeah. And Psychosocial is probably some of my favorite song to this day. So like even though even though it's a bit more of like the um. I don't know the normie slim knot range. It's yeah, just yeah. I don't know the, the chorus just hooks me, man. <laughs> yeah, it's a great chorus. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. so slim knot definitely played a part. Um, Green Day, I, I always admired their drummer. Like yeah. he was learning his songs were like great for momentum because he's like consistently just moving his wrists, like it's yeah, all yeah. punk beats and stuff like that. Yeah, and I obviously, think it's um, like underrated like style of drumming. Like obviously, punk drums are like very similar, but like even watching a drummer like Brandon Steinerkurt from the Used, who's now in Rancid. His shit is just like on lock always, like wrists constantly going, like eight sixteenth notes on a hi hat, and just like keeping time, like crazy. Yeah, like it's like, I mean, it kind of got me prepared for blast beats to an extent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. And obviously, um, undoubtedly Travis Barker. Obviously, like I mean, yeah. if you like, are you really a drummer if Travis Barker didn't influence you at least once once in your life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. Like he's he's one of the best. Yeah, yeah, sick. That's like interesting because like obviously like I've played Guitar Hero, but like I learned guitar before playing Guitar Hero. So I was like, this doesn't make sense to me. Like in my brain, like these aren't notes. They're more like fucking power chords and bar chords and shit. But for yeah, drums, like, like it makes sense. Yeah, most guitarists I know, like it, mainly in high school, like they just despise Guitar Hero. They thought it was yeah. a fucking joke. And they said <laughs> yeah. they were like they were just they were just like that's not like this isn't how you play the song like why why is this a thing <laughs> yeah. yeah especially when i started learning the songs like miss murder from afi and before i forget from slipknot because like the first guitar hero i played was guitar hero 3 and i was like this, rock. <laughs> yeah so good i was like it's like good for the culture but like 
shit if you actually know how to play the songs because like put heavy music in the mainstream like the the biggest it's ever been yeah pretty much (laughs) yeah but that's sick and then from there are you in bands after you play guitar hero and like get a drum kit and does it all start rolling from there all right so um i've had a long history of bands but i'll try to keep it as short as possible but um it's all good if you want to run long run long (laughs) the first um so Obviously, I've jammed with mates in high school, and I was yeah. in high school, so obviously I was just like, "Oh, oh, this is a band. I'm cool. I'm in a band. I'm going to make a Facebook page." And like, even though there was yeah. like nothing done, yet. yeah, yeah. So, did that. but I'll, but I'll start from the first band. I'll count the bands that either played a show or released music, okay. because if there's anything else in between, like that just doesn't make sense. But the yeah. first band I ever released music with was a band from Nara called To the Lighthouse. Okay, cool. <laughs> I played um, drums for that band. I joined um. Yeah, they were like melodic hardcore. I joined them when I was like 18. Okay, cool. We released them one song, practiced for a bit, and yeah, it kind of just fell apart. No major reason. Yeah. But um, I, know, I think one thing is um, a couple of the guys were talking about wanting to form something heavy. And then we did that. Like, we did that. And the, guitar- the other guitarist was just like, oh, well, you got this other band going. Personally, I'm not even really feeling this band anymore. So I'm probably just going to throw in the towel. You guys need to focus on this other band. Yeah. Then that band never ended up doing anything. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and then um, after that, first band I released music and played shows with was called Scarred Remains from Wollongong. Okay. And that band was going for, going for a few years, but um, eventually got to a point where I wasn't really feeling it anymore. Yeah. Like, so I, I parted ways with them and they decided to throw in the towel after that. Okay. And after that was um, when I did... Um, I learned to do vocals, like just from like singing along to songs and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I feel like I, I feel like I could be a front man. Let's see if I can give this a crack. So I formed a band. That band um, released a song, played a few shows. That was called um, Below Arcadia. Okay. So that's a that's a pretty old one as well. So I did that for a bit. Um, similar reason. The, the thing is with like all, all these bands is like, no, like there's no major reason as to why they fell apart. It just kind of like drifted, I guess. Yeah. So um. After Below Arcadia, um, actually had a pretty solid um, break from music for a bit, other than like a few filling gigs. Okay. But a few years later, like I was hit up. Pretty much. I wasn't really burned out. Like, I mean, I was definitely keen to keep doing music, but it's just, um, and I guess the opportunity of being in a band didn't present itself for quite a while. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, sorry, after Below Arcadia, that's also when I, um, so I had a, um, I was approached by a guy who had like an EP written, wanted some vocal sound over it. And um, that guy was uh, Wade Garnett from um, Father Deer Hands. Okay. Does that, that sound familiar? Yeah. So, yeah, me and him had a little project called The Rained back then. Okay, sick. We um, released an EP, but because it was just two of us, we never ended up, we never actually paid a show. Yeah. We just kind of yeah, wanted yeah. to just end up being an internet project. Yeah. And it was after that when um, I was contacted by um, Shannon Zivkovic and he said, oh, I got, like, I love your vocals. I've got some really heavy songs. You want to scream some vocals over it? And I was like, yeah, I'll do, I'll do that. And that is what became Complexant. Okay. And that was back in 2017, 2017. Okay. That's when it was just formed. We released a single, played two shows, and then half the band quit <laughs> for oh. no major reason. They're just like, Oh, they're just like, Oh, we're not like, we're not, we're not really feeling it. It's basically what happened. So, um, and it was at that point where Shannon 
um, had his first kid. So obviously he got pretty busy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like so yeah. He, with his family and stuff like that. So, um, cause he was also in another project, which back then was his priority. Yeah. Okay. So that's when, so complexant, um, went on hiatus. And after that, I, um, I auditioned for a band that, um, you may know they were called Atlantis of the sky. I remember seeing the name. Yeah. 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 yeah their vocalist, um, their vocalist part of ways. So I tried out for him. Do vocals for him for a few shows and a similar thing happened. I was with them for like, um, six months when, I, and, um, yeah, the, one of the members quit and then one of the other members was talking about quitting. Wow. And I was just, I was just like, oh man, this is happening all over again. Yeah, like yeah. I pretty much got to a point where I didn't want to, I don't know, I guess it was like, not, not in a disrespectful way, but it's almost like beating a dead horse at that point. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. and that, that's like, and that's more like not, not, not in the band, but me in music. I'm just like, I don't want to just, um, I don't want to focus on just try to keep keeping a band together when I've already tried doing that so many times. Yeah, yeah. So that's when I, so that's when I parted ways. And after that, I, um, I auditioned for a band on drums. That band was called Divinate. Okay. And that was when, um, after a few rehearsals, um, the vocalist bought a house, and so he couldn't, so he couldn't necessarily. Um, couldn't really afford being in a band anymore. Yeah. So um, he um, so he, he parted ways, and then I saw the opportunity. I'm just like, well, I'm a vocalist, so yeah, I kind of made that transition to vocals. Got a new drummer, and that's when that band was um renamed Bury Me. Sick, fuck yeah, yeah. So those guys were already a already a project. They yeah. were doing pretty well as well. Like before I joined, like the the first show, something for I killed the prom queen. How many how many bands can say yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that's yep. wild. That's like and a Barry crazy Me, journey. Yeah, and Barry Me is still the band I'm into this day. And it was yep. about um it was a few months after Barry Me when um so obviously I still like I um I was still like pretty heavily into drums, but like yeah. um for so long, for as long as I can remember, I had my eyes on a on a on a particular drum kit. It was um a Mapex Black Raven. Yeah, okay, which was so. like a very limited edition Mapex, and it was um there's only 25 of them in Australia. Okay. I've been hunting them uh-huh. down for so so long. Yeah, yeah. I was scrolling on fa- I was scrolling on Facebook one day, and keep in mind this kit re- retails for two thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw this guy advertising it. He was selling his for seven hundred. Fuck. And straight yeah. up, I did not hesitate. <laughs> so I, yeah, yeah. I bought I bought this kit when it arrived. I'm just like, okay, I'm officially motivated to play drums for a band now. Yeah. <laughs> and I got. <laughs> And I had a pretty solid image of what I personally wanted to play. Like yeah. I was just like, oh, I want some, I want something like a dark vibe. Like I'd love, I'd love something like Motionless in White being my favorite band, and I always yeah. admired their drums. And I was just like, maybe something like Motionless in White and Sworn In. Like I think it'd be pretty, yeah. a pretty That'd cool dark fun. mixture. Yeah, yeah. And um, I hit up some, hit up some guys that I think like kind of fit in that category, and they were all keen. And yeah. honestly, it happened to be that. The easiest spin I've ever formed. Like yeah, I've tried forming bands in the past, and it's always been hard. But this one was just like they all just got back to me, like, "Yep, keen. Yep, keen. Yep, keen." And yeah. um, that and that's when the band came out as a uh, Spectre. Yeah, because I remember that like post of you putting up being like, "This is my new band." I was like, "Fuck yeah, sick." <clears throat> no, oh, we were we friends on Facebook that, that long ago because that was like um, so. it would have been twenty, it would have been like uh, yeah, twenty eighteen. I think so. Yeah, true. Yeah. That's, that's small world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's fucking wild, man. Because, like, I remember when, like, Dan and Ian were, like, starting that band before it became Bury Me. And I was like, oh, sick. Because, like, I'd known of those guys from, like, fucking, like, over 10 years ago when they were doing My Hollow Fantasy together. 
Yeah, that's a yeah. throwback. Yeah, yeah, because like I knew their old drummer Aaron from like my dad and his dad being friends. Yeah. Yeah, so like I remember that then I'd like hit him up and be like, hey man, like what's this thing about guitars? Just like being a little punish because I didn't know shit. <laughs> and like <laughs> now, like years later, like they're doing like heaps cool shit still. I'm like, fuck yeah, like those dudes are crushing. And like you're crushing in both bands and like just did a massive fucking tour with Patient 67 and Haraway. Like that's yeah, it was a great rad. tour. I'm really, yeah. I'm really glad. Like I know, like um, so I did I did book that tour myself. Yeah, yeah. But like um, because the hardest thing about being is being a promoter, like they see borderline BMT and they see the name of one of my events on the flyer. They're just going to think all oh, biased, which isn't necessarily the case. Like, um, no. it was patience. Like it was patience 67's tour, every yeah. local support, every tour support they approved. So yeah, yeah, yeah. like, I was really, I was actually really honored that I'm just like, yeah, look, my band's really keen to tour. Like, would you be keen on having us? And they were like, hell yeah, we love you guys. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. So like, you're like giving them the, the hookups through the venues and then they're picking the bands to come on. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean, yeah. I did like all the um, so I did all the booking. I contacted all the bands and stuff like that. I just yeah. kind of I got their approval for who I was hitting up and stuff. Yeah. The one, the first thing I was surprised was obviously Patient are very popular. Yeah. And I was just like, um, I was like, oh, yeah, so what venues do you got? Do you guys want to get? And they were just like, honestly, it's our first time in the East Coast, and we're kind of shitting ourselves. Just book the smallest venues possible. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, it's, it's so we, smart. It's like a, yeah, to gauge the the appeal. <clears throat> definitely. And every show was like, um, all the major cities were close to selling out brisbane actually sold out because i was yeah. um kingley's throne that was um yeah. 100 capacity it was like yeah. um it was like 95 payers plus like five guests yeah the same so, thing like, that was at um, sedative because we did that show that you booked for them yeah and it was like the the day of some dude just came in and, like bought whatever tickets were left at the door really that's um, yeah generous. <laughs> it was fucking <laughs> wild i was like it's it, like marshy was there i was like the fuck is happening like it's a it's a friday like i think it was a friday or a thursday I want to say it was a Friday. Yeah, it might have been a Friday, but yeah, there was like also like heaps of other shows going on. I was like, what is happening? Like, what, what the fuck is going on? But that show was sick. Yeah, I heard, I heard some good feedback about that show. Yeah. But that's rather like Patient 67, like almost selling out and then selling out venues like across the country because the photos looked sick, like full rooms all the time. Looked fucking awesome. Yeah, because I think I'm um, like, I think there's still this, like the smallest amount of payers we had on that tour. I think it might have been. um. I think it might have been like Dapdo or Canberra, but I, I believe okay. it was still like less. I think it was still less. It was still like more than fifty payers. So yeah, like yeah. I'd say that's a that's a pretty good tour. Like, sure. um, yeah. some of the biggest shows I've, I've ever played personally. Yeah, fuck yeah, that's sick. Yeah, it was it was a really cool. really good time. How's Dapdo as a place to play? <laughs> like, it's um it's convenient. Like it's it's like Wollongong kind of. It's okay. like fifteen minutes from Wollongong. Like so it's yeah. Kind of the, the it's the Illawarra region, but the the venue itself it's um it's a small hundred cap venue. It's very okay. cheap to hire, so it's convenient in that sense. And it's yeah, um, yeah. but most locals are just like man, nah, Dapdo. <laughs> <laughs> it's sick. like um, it's like I don't know, um, I guess it's kind of like how Ipswich is to like yeah, Brisbane, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. It's, it's, that's what kind of like Dapdo is to Wollongong. <laughs> okay, sick. <laughs> I feel like though the like regional towns like that need heavy music. Yeah, like, for sure. To keep it going. Yeah, there's been some like there's been some great shows there. There's been some small shows there. Yeah. But I mean every um every local actor bring through, they always they are always really fought with the venue. Yeah, fuck yeah, cool. Because yeah, like obviously good because it's yeah. really cheap to hire as well, it's always convenient. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think that's like the most like scary thing for like bands looking at like booking their own shows is like having to cover the venue hire 
and like running the risk of like not selling the tickets but having to pay the venue hire and just like yeah, that like struggle that's one thing I was surprised about because I'm obviously like I'm obviously I was told like a while ago when I booked venues first thing I ask is what's the higher fee so they probably would have told me like um and I probably just forgot but um at the end of the night of our crown and anchor we did the settlement and she's like oh yeah you had 110 payers here's all the profits I'm like oh cool do, um do, do, is the venue hire getting cut from like the the mosh ticks and she's just like venue hire I'm just like uh, well yeah and she's like what do you mean like there's no venue hire so like the biggest selling show the biggest selling show on tour and yeah. Yeah, didn't have to pay anything. <laughs> That's fucking sick. That's so good. Yeah, yeah. so all, all the band, all the bands left with some decent coin, which is always good. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Because Crown Anchor is like sick, and like Adelaide pulls like hard as fuck. Hmm. But yeah, Adelaide is um based from like um because obviously I, I take all my bigger tours to Adelaide. It's yeah, always yeah. like um it often gets the same like turnouts as like I'd say Adelaide and Newcastle are kind of in the same category. Okay. It's, just, it's always a bit of a gamble because obviously Newcastle is on the way from Brisbane to Sydney. So yeah, yeah. it doesn't hurt to stop there. But obviously Adelaide, you're driving an extra yeah, nine yeah. hours past Melbourne yeah. to play it. So it's always a, <laughs> yeah. always a bit of a risk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like when we did it with Cage Fighter, it was like four other shows on in town that night. Like there was some like mm-hmm. like death metal pigs in the venue. And I was just like, oh, fuck going to your show. Come to our show instead. <laughs> like, <laughs> And they were like, what? And I was like, it's like breakdowns and shit. People are going to beat the fuck out of each other. And they were like, oh, and I was like, nah, do it. It's sick. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the venue's <laughs> sick. The town pool's like surprisingly well. Cause I was like, fuck, like who knows what Adelaide brings. But yeah, it was fucking awesome. It was last time we played Adelaide was, um, Jeremy's first tour, which I mean, it, the, the crowds were good, but I mean, it was just what I didn't really feel. It didn't feel that great because um, our drummer quit like with minimal notice, and oh, um, okay. and at that time we had like two filling drummers. We asked both of them, "Well, what are the chances you're doing this tour?" And they're just like, "Oh, like I think one of them had um other shows with his other band, yeah, and then the other one, the other one said he like he recently had COVID, so he used up all of his leave like Fuck. for like for, for isolation, so neither of them could do it. Yeah. So um. So I had to kind of demote myself to drums and get a fill-in vocalist. Fuck, man. That was so, been so fucked. <laughs> like, yeah, it was, a, like I, it was a, I mean, I did it because, like, we had to, but obviously, yeah, yeah. like, it wasn't, it wasn't the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that situation, it's like, you've got to put the band first, but, like, it's not the same band in that sense. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, man. That would be so fucked. I don't know what I'd do if that happened to me. I'd be like, fuck, because I play drums as well. Like, if that happened and I had to move from guitar to drums, I'd be like, nah, this isn't it. Yeah, I've seen um, I've seen a couple of bands do it. Like, it's always, it's always good. Like, I mean, I'm the only drummer in Bury Me as well. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. that doesn't, like, other than the other than the drummer. Who yeah. we, um, <laughs> yeah. But we don't actually we don't actually have a drummer at the moment either. Like, our, okay. our new guy also left recently. So, back to square one. Yeah, man. So, um. <laughs> On the patient tour, like um, we had um, Jack from Haraway learn our set, and he was doing double sets every night. Fucking hell, that's fucking mad. I remember at the Sydney, sh- I remember at the Sydney show, he's just like, "Oh man, I'm struggling." I'm just like, "Hey man, I got something for you." I, like I had it with him, but um, I brought pre workout with me on the tour. Yeah, <laughs> for like the, the times we desperately so needed. Yeah, okay, um, we each had a half dose before we went on stage, and. <laughs> Poor dude almost shat himself. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you, I was like, how would that work? Like sweaty, and then like the itches start, and then like the I'm gonna shit myself starts. Like processing that in my head. <laughs> he came out of the bathroom. He's just like, dude, what the fuck did you give me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah just praise, man. It's all good. Yeah. That's fucking. No, sick. that's um, that, that's the stuff that helps me get back from um, 
well, from Adelaide, really. Okay. Yeah, um, well, it wasn't all bad. So I was at that point. What time? I'll try to do some specifics, but um, we got back to the accommodation at like one a.m. Like after we packed up and stuff, like yeah. got the tour photo, hung for a bit, all that. Got to the accommodation one a.m. Woke up at six a.m., packed the van, um, returned the trailer, then started the drive at around seven thirty. Yeah. Well, I drove for the first four hours. Yeah. And then um, my base layer team was just like, oh, man, I can do the rest so you can, like, get some sleep so you're good for the drive after you drop me off, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the remaining 10 hours, I probably slept for, like, another five hours. Okay. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, by the, by the time I got to Newcastle, I'm just like, nah, I need the stuff, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish I'd known and, that um, now because we were fucked. Yeah, well, it's like, I don't know what to tell you, man. I didn't feel tired. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like it was actually like amazing. I'm just like, I actually, I feel really safe driving right now. Like I feel like I'm not, I don't feel like I'm going to fall asleep behind the wheel or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It was like, I mean, you can have an energy drink and it doesn't do shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, the same. Like when we did the trip back, like James, our drummer drove from Adelaide to, I can't even remember where, cause I'd fallen asleep for an hour at one point, but he drove 22 hours straight <laughs> that's scary man that's yeah. really scary. he was he was fine though he was just like i'm feeling good like this is this is great and like then we swapped drivers it was so hard to fall asleep because we were in like an amarok so we we're like sitting up and like falling asleep for like half an hour at a time and then waking up being like oh where are we and then yeah uh eventually swapped drivers like a couple of times and then we got to where did we get to coughs and then james drove the rest of the way back into brisbane yeah yeah, I thought I had a rough drive back to Wollongong, man. Yeah. Rough in Brisbane. <laughs> yeah, it was mental. Energy drinks didn't do shit. Stopping for food didn't do shit. I ended up getting like sort of halfway like crook on the way home. So we stopped at Macca's and I just destroyed the Macca's toilet somewhere. I have no idea where the fuck we were. And then just drove home. <laughs> was sick. Yeah, because um, the first tour I ever booked, that was when I toured Volvodinia. Yeah. I rented the, I actually rented the van from a guy from Brisbane. Yeah. So obviously I had to, re- I couldn't do like a, a one way hire, like through yeah. Hertz or something like that. I did. Um, so it was, um, so we, I, had, I had a guy coming with me, but the thing is that guy, he didn't have his driver's, he didn't have his license at the time. So he was just landing for company. But, um, yeah. so started the tour in Brisbane, got to about Wollongong. And that's when I met, um, met one of my mates, uh, Nick, who sings, he screams for, um, alchemy. Okay. Yeah, so um, he um, he's a big fan of Virginia. He came, his other band played the Newcastle show. He came to Sydney, and um, I remember in Sydney, um, Duncan was like, "Oh, dude, are you coming? Are you coming tomorrow?" He's just like, "Tell you what, I'll come tomorrow if you put me on the door list." And Duncan looks at me and goes, "Oh, can we?" I was like, "Well, yeah, that's fine." Yeah. <laughs> so I did that, and he so he crashed up mine that night, and I was just I was just like, "Hey, uh, Nick," because keep in mind, Virginia, one of his favorite bands. Yeah, I was just like, "Do you want to come on the rest of the tour just for hangs?" Yeah. And he was just like, fuck. Um, <laughs> I, um, I do need, I, I'm playing a gig here in Wollongong on um, Saturday. I'm just like, oh, let me check the maps. Okay. If we drop off the band in Adelaide, drop off the band in the airport at Adelaide and leave straight away, no sleep, yeah. we'll get you back. <laughs> and, he, um, and he's just like, oh, I mean, I got my, I got my license. So like, I can obviously, I can do some driving. Yeah. And um, so I ended up working out. So we started the drive. And um, yeah, every three hours we would just swap and sleep yeah. in between kind of thing. So yeah, I ended up getting back yeah. to Wollongong and it ended up being more convenient because we'd go back to Wollongong. I stayed in my own bed and I drove back up to Brisbane myself the next day. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. That's sick. Yeah, because yeah, I had um, a couple of road dogs. 
it's kind of funny because um in Melbourne the guy the guys we stayed with um they overheard like the drive I was doing back from Adelaide yeah and he was just like oh before you start the drive take one of these it's called Modafinil <laughs> I'm just like okay what does it do and he was just like oh you know the movie Limitless it's what this drug it's based on this drug and I'm just like I'm like is that right and he's just like yep trust me you will not sleep this is what like the truckies drive and stuff like yeah, that and yeah, I'm yeah. like all right I'll trust you judgment I'll, I'll take it before the drive. He's like, if you want more effects, take it with Red Bull. I'm just like, all right, I'll do that. So I dropped the air off the airport, took the modafinil, sculled the can of Red Bull. Yeah. I was good for about four hours. And then I started crashing hard. Fuck. And I was just like, Nick, you're going to have to start driving. I mean, I can't do this. Yeah, He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I got you. And then I fell asleep straight away. So I'm just like, <laughs> whoa. I was like, won't fall asleep my ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fall asleep quicker. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it helped me for four hours. That's it. That's about it. Fuck, that's <laughs> mental crazy man i think this is gonna pop off soon but if we just jump back in it'll be fine um yeah. <clears throat> cool and then I, f- I feel like man doing this talk like your journey through music has been so like hectic of like not good hectic <laughs> this is bad hectic yeah <laughs> of like bands come and then people just like fucking dip and then you just have to start over again and like over and over again until you get to the point you're at now which is fucking awesome like that drive of like, I want this fucking hard and nothing's going to stop me. I fuck with that so heavily. That's fucking sick. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, <laughs> I never, like, um, I never really wanted Complex to end in, in the beginning because it had so much potential. But for yeah. so long, I've been checking in, I've just been checking in with, um, checking in with Shannon here and there. And like, um, he's just been too busy with his other band and his family and stuff like that. Yeah. But, um, one day I asked some other guys if they were keen, if they were keen and, um, they were keen to come back. I'm just like, look, man, I've got us a full band. Like, cause at one point Shannon said, just continue it without me, man. Mm. But, um, I didn't really want to, cause like Complexum pretty much was me and Shannon. Yeah, like yeah. we were the ones that started. He was on the road, the music, I did the vocals. Yeah. So, um, I tried one more time and he was just like, yeah, look, my other band's not doing anything. So I got time. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when, that's when we came back and we played a few, played a few decent shows. So I played our comeback show supporting inhibitor. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. We did the, um, we did the disentombed defeated Sandy Wollongong show. Yeah. 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 We're playing um <laughs> Yeah, we're playing um oh yeah, they actually played um they did the Wollongong um Sabalba show last Friday, but yeah. I was on oh, tour with yeah. patience yeah, and they did yeah. an instrumental set. <laughs> well they said sick. people were still loving it and throwing down. Yeah, fuck yeah, rad. That's sick. Yeah. Cool, usually I had some people I had some people keen to fill in, but then um something came up for both of them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking tip. And now um and our guitarist is like, well, I haven't done vocals in a while. I could, I could probably do it for you. Yeah. And then he, like, I think <laughs> yeah. he said, he, I think he said he tried screaming. He's just like, yeah, look, my voice isn't where it used to be. I'm, yeah, not, too, yeah. I'm not too confident. Yeah. So I'm just like, this is an instrumental set. You tech, you tech death. So you can get away with the instrumental set. For sure. For sure. Tech death with Zabulba. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Anthony, Anthony, who um, gave us a show, he's, he's a legend. He's always, yeah, yeah. he's always been very like, like he does, um, he does your mate bookings. Like yeah, he yeah, works. Yeah. Like if you think I work hard, well that guy that guy doesn't stop. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, that's sick. Well, like it's like paying off for you and him. Like just the amount mm. of shows that are coming through that you guys are booking. Like both because I'm like I know of your mate bookings and like the shows he's getting are crazy. Definitely. <clears throat> Same with you. Uh, this is actually going to cut off in a second. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, because I did the pod with Defeated Sanity and within Destruction, like within a couple of weeks of each other, just through their PR and stuff. And like yeah. those were crazy. The Defeated Sanity one was mental. It was like 
naming off death metal bands. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck you're saying to me. Like, these are all just words. <laughs> like, <laughs> sick. Welcome back. We're back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Defended Sanity naming death metal bands. That's what we're up to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was mental. I was just like, he said one band that had like this name about like beheading something. And I was just like, what am I listening to? <laughs> what is happening to me right now? There's one, um, yeah, there's one band that I still haven't memorized the full name. Yeah. Like it's, um, I'll see what I can do. So it's um, acidic vaginal liquid explosion generated by mass amounts of filthy fecal fisting and sadistic septic. And that's as far as I can go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, really Duncan, long um, <laughs> Yeah. Duncan and Chris from, um, well, Virginia have that, have that side project. I'll, I'll look up now. I'll read, I'll read the full name to you. Hold okay. Let's see. Um, Death metal is weird, <laughs> but like good weird. Okay. Um, see if I can find it. Um, here it is. Okay. All right. <sighs> it's, it's, it's still like, even in the preview, it cuts off because of how long it is. Sick. Okay, here it is. So it is um, acidic vaginal liquid explosion generated by mass amounts of filthy fecal fisting and sadistic septic syphilic sodomy inside the maggot-infested womb of a molested nun dying under the roof of a burning church while a priest watches and ejaculates in immense perverse pleasure over his first fresh fetus. Fucking hell! Oh, I know. <laughs> There's always lyrics to a song at that yeah, point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, rad name, real cool name. <laughs> That's crazy. That's fucking yeah, I reckon. mental. Sick. sick though. I definitely recommend checking them out. Yeah, <laughs> if you can remember the name, check them out. Because they're not, they're not even really like they're not even really what the name like what the name sounds like. They're almost okay. like um like they're still death metal, but they're a bit more a bit more digital. If that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Like, kind of like um, I don't know, like like some shit. Kind of, but like not like to an intense level, but it's more like okay. um, because they got they got like hardcore two steppy beats in there as Ooh, well. Like it's yeah. they're pretty cool. <laughs> Sick, fuck yeah! I might check them out. <laughs> I'll listen back to this while I'm like putting in the bookends, and I'll just be like writing it down, not like part by part. <laughs> like yeah. yeah. Sick, fuck yeah, cool. Um, we can even get into the beginning of you starting to book shows because we touched on you booking shows, but not like how that came about. Was that like through just like being in between bands and being like more shows need to happen? Um, well, through high school, I saw um, like obviously in Nara, there wasn't wasn't much of a music music scene down there, but there was one. There was one one guy who was doing shows with the youth here and there. Okay. I only managed to end up only end up catching two of those because I lived a bit further south south of Nara, but um. Okay. I don't know, just like um, I was just like I was just like, oh man, how do they do this and stuff like that? And he's just like, oh dude, it's easy. Just like book a venue, hit up bands, do all that kind of jazz. And I'm just like, that sounds pretty cool. And I don't know, yeah. it just it just sparked my interest, I guess. Yeah. But um, the first show I ever booked was at um was in 2014, so a few a few years after high school. Okay. And um, I did join I did join Scarred Remains as I was kind of booking the show. So I'm just like, okay. oh yeah, I may as well put us on it. So I guess, I, I guess I kind of started like every, every, like most promoters today booked a show for their own band, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, that show was at Taraji Surf Club and um, okay. by the name, it was, it was Pit Fest 2014. Fuck yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> and, and um, from what I can remember, I remember the lineup, I mean, the sad part about the lineup is none of the bands even exist anymore. Like yeah. it's kind of sad. But um, from bottom to top, so it was um, Scarred Remains, Prototypes, Amodius, At the Gallows, 
Oppressor, Final Frontier, Jack the Giant Killer from South Australia. Okay, I remember that and, band name, yeah. And um, Rivalries from Newcastle headlined that one. Okay, fucking wild. That's crazy. Yeah. Was, it a, when, was it in fact a pit fest? There was, there was moshes, so yeah, that, cool. that was always good. <laughs> yeah, cool. See. But um, <clears throat> yeah, because um, I was trying to think of who could, head, who could headline. Hit up a few bands that I just personally liked. liked, And um, yeah, they, they, all, they all like turned it down. I don't, know, they, I don't know if they picked up on the fact that it was my first show, just by the way I was kind of talking and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, a few of them just kind of turned me down and stuff like that. Um, and I was just like, oh, who can I, who, who can I hit up? And I looked at some tour flyers. I'm just like, oh yeah, I remember. The, I think I remember rivalries. I'll check them out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they were really good. I sent them an email, and he's just like, you might be onto something here because um, I actually have him have him booked on a weekender with Jack the Giant Killer, and we are looking for a date to fill on the Sunday. Yeah, so that yeah. like, would you be happy taking both bands? And I was just like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Sick. Fuck yeah. That's wild. Like. That's the first show, and then like regional, like national runs, not regional runs, national runs with international bands is like fucking crazy. Like that space in between. Yeah, there was um, yeah, because I was doing like local stuff for a bit. Um, never really did tours. Like I did like weekends and stuff like that, but never yeah. did tours because um, mainly because I could never find an Australian band big like big enough to be able to do a tour. Yeah, as that were willing to trust me on it because like. Obviously, there's a lot of competition in the scene. There's like a lot of yeah. promoters out there. A lot of them have like already established a name and stuff. So, um, that was when I was just like, hmm, I wonder what it would take to tour an international. And I yeah. did some research on it. I was like, okay, like, okay, cool, cool, okay. Then I saw, um, so I was already familiar with Volvodinia based on like a, based on like a, um, what was the song I heard? I heard Flash Taylor. Okay. Yeah, so I was just like, this band's pretty heavy. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't mind this at all. Yeah. And I saw, um, <laughs> I saw a status from um, Harry Wilson. That guy, yep. every that guy, everyone knows. <laughs> yeah, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. just like, oh, can somebody please tour Volvodinia in Australia? <laughs> yeah. It's like, hmm. And then I saw a screenshot in the comment that he posted, he actually messaged them saying like, Hey guys, is there much of a chance of you just coming to Australia? Yeah, yeah. And he's, he'd be and they're like, man, we would absolutely love to. Hey, it's just, it's just a matter of finding someone who's willing to do it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, Hmm, light bulb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Harry, <laughs> bring it, it all together. Yeah. <laughs> but like pretty much. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I'm wild. being honest, yeah, he's that status is kind of what sparked me to like, yeah, give it a chance. I hit them up. And I said, like, I'm willing to work with whatever time frame you are. I don't have anything else booked. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, we have some time in November if that works for you. And I'm just like, yeah, man, let's do it. And yeah, it did it all up and it ended up being like a really successful tour. Yeah, fuck yeah. That's rad. That's crazy. And I bring that. Yeah. So in a way, I kind of just like, I kind of jumped the gun because I was sick of being rejected. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. That's like yeah. a classic thing of being in a band. Like you're sick of being told no or uh, not yet or we'll put you on this list. And then you're like, fuck like what the fuck like i'm just doing it myself fuck this yeah and i'm um, from that like that tour really well and it just opened up opened up the, the gates to all the other tours i booked really yeah fuck yeah that's I've had a few bands hit me up i've had i've hit up a few bands it's kind of just work it's just working out yeah that's rad fuck yeah well like yeah and it like it shows that, like it's all working out like massive shows because i remember the uh within destruction line it was like 
I was like, oh yeah, because I spoke to oh, I can't remember like you know, the vocalist. I can't remember his name now. But Rock. I was talking, to, yeah, Rob. Yeah, Rock. so I was talking to him, and he was like, oh, when like when we play Brisbane, like let me know and I'll put you on the door. And I was like, oh, you're sick. Then my dad passed away, and I was like, the last thing I want to do is go to a show right now. But then I was like watching all the Instagram stories, and that show was packed. I was like, fuck, this would have been so sick. It was. It was. Yeah. It was insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just like, that's rad. Cause it was like their first time coming to Australia and they were like, not really sure how it was going to go for like pools. And I was like, I reckon you'll do really well. And then like Brisbane went the fuck off. And that was like, I think the first show of the run. Yeah. There, was, there is a, um, I did say there is a full set from the, from the Brisbane show on YouTube. So yeah. definitely check that out. Fuck yeah. See. Yeah. And I was like, I was lucky enough to, um, yeah. Rock was nice enough to let me, um, let me jump up for um Rio for uh, Rio's feature in Yokoi. Yeah, fuck yeah, that would have been so. Yeah, sick. and man, <laughs> those were the those were those were definitely the biggest crowds biggest crowds I played to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was just for a, feature, nice for a for a for a for a feature spot. Yeah, that's fucking. Oh rad. yeah, they are really good dudes. Yeah, I heard when um. Yeah, I'm definitely keen to definitely keen to work with them. Well, fuck, like yeah, within destruction is sick. They're rad. Haraway sick. Their their story is similar yeah. too. Like what you were saying, like you were sick of being told no. Like talking to them, like I've heard the same thing. Like they were just sick of being told no. So they're like, we're just gonna book our own shows. And then they yeah, because like I mean, yeah, because Banksy like they've um yeah Banksy works really hard with Imperil and stuff like that. He's got Imperil Fest coming up. And I'm just yeah. like, man, you put together something sick. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because Haraway, because I mean, I um before he started doing it himself, I actually booked him. Um, on a headline album release show at Burdekin. Okay. And yeah, yeah, it sold out. Yeah, That's it sold out. Insane. Fuck yeah, cool. Yeah, and like you'd think like, yeah, you'd sell out a headline show. Yeah, you'd think like more promoters would want to work with you. Like, yeah. Yeah, Banks was saying he's been submitting for like bigger shows and stuff and they'd like kind of turn a blind eye to it. I'm just like, yeah. what more do they want? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, there's that weird like ceiling you have to break through. I've started to notice like to get the shows like you can fill rooms as much as you like, but until you break that glass ceiling to the the like the shot callers, I guess like you're just not going to. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it's all hard work pays off, I guess. Just keep plugging away. Definitely. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Sick. <laughs> cool, man. Well, um, no, yeah. I definitely um, I res- I do. I have a lot of respect. I have a lot of respect for Banksy for what he yeah, does. For sure, he crushes. Works so fucking hard. Yeah. Sick, man. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, do you want to get into top five bands and then we'll just shut it down? Yeah, sure. Um, so, top five bands. I mean, I listen to so many, I listen to so many different genres, but um, my top five favorite bands, they do all end up falling in the medical category. But yeah. um, actually, no, one of them recently did kind of make their way into it with their new releases but um (laughs) so my my all-time favorite band is motionless in white yeah what album is your favorite my um man a lot of people like i mean i do love creatures i've always loved creatures but like reincarnate's amazing graveyard shift is amazing infamous even like is even pretty it's like incredible um yeah and like 
scoring the end of the world. It was yeah. like it was a little bit different, but there's yeah. some songs in there that really stuck out to me, like masterpiece. Yeah, great fucking track. Like that yeah. was like the second, the sec- that was like the second single they released. And man, they didn't even play it live on the really? Battle Tour. They didn't play it. Really? Yeah, like what they played. The fuck. I think the only. I think the only two songs they played because obviously it wasn't a headline tour. They only had like forty-five yeah. minutes, which is yeah. a little bit disappointing. But um, the only two new songs they played was um, they played Cyber Hex and they played yeah. Scoring the End of the World. Really? Yeah. So um, and just heaps of yeah. disguise. So, I have to say, Motionless. Um, um, even then, I'm pretty sure they only played um, I'm pretty sure they only played Disguise. They opened really? with that one. What the fuck? But they did like um. The oldest song they played was um, so they played nothing from Creatures and they played nothing okay. from Infamous. What the fuck? <laughs> they did. What? They did play um, they did play Reincarnate. Yeah. And then they put like so that was like the earliest one they did. From Graveyard Shift, they did um, they did they attend, ended with Eternally Yours, and yeah. they also did um, they did Voices. Yeah. And um. Necess- and uh, necessary evil. Yeah. So it's just um those it was just those three songs from Infamous. Fuck. And then um. No, no, sorry, no, not Infamous. That was the that was the three from Graveyard Shift. They yeah, played. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I mixed up my albums. But um. And yeah, they. Yeah, they definitely. I wish they played more, man. Honestly, like yeah. I mean, I understand <laughs> yeah. it was I Prevail still. I Prevail was still amazing, but um. Yeah. Obviously, they're my favorite band. Obviously, I'm always going to want to see more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. um, on top of that, my. And my second favorite band up there would probably have to be um probably We Came as Romans. Okay, fuck yeah. They were like a band that got me into metalcore as well. I yeah, actually yeah. have um got a Tracing Back Roots on oh, my arm. There. That album is fucking insane. That is like their best album. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one hundred percent. I actually got that after Kyle Pavone died. Okay. Sick. Yeah, that was yeah, when the, the singer passed away. I was yeah, pretty, yeah. I was pretty gutted. Like, yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, I got that done. Just been my favorite, been my favorite album. Yeah. And um, another one which is a bit, a bit more underground. I know a lot of people don't really know them, but like um, Dead by April. They're from um. Oh, get fucked. Yep. You know, yeah. you know, you know yep. Dead by April. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Such a good band. Dude. Fucking so good. Like, yeah, man. I've I've been in, I've been into them like yeah since like. Yeah, probably since I was 15. <laughs> yeah, same. Like that, uh, it was like the Promise Me single and... Uh, I love uh, Promise Me, man. <laughs> yeah, so good. Uh, Angel of Angels of Clarity, is that the track? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking bangers. Just absolute bangers. That band's so sick. And their albums, like, I don't know how they do it, but like all their new albums, they're on par with the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like they're consistent. The first one's fucking awesome, so sick. But like, yeah, yeah listening just, to newer stuff, it's it's very like along the same vein. It's just it's it's hard to keep up with them, man. They they have so many lineup changes. Like, yeah, because what was <laughs> yeah. what was it like? I mean, like the first album, I'm pretty sure it was um Jimmy Jimmy Strummel doing all the like all the vocals, and then Pontus okay. the guitarist doing like doing like backing cleans and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think there's two albums they released where Jimmy wasn't there. So yeah. they had a um so they had a new screamer and a new singer. They were doing the whole two frontman kind of kind yeah, of deal. Yeah, yeah. And um there's like one point, I think it was with the new album. Um it might have been after they released the album, but um Pontus was doing all the cleans on the new album and they had a 
they had a different screamer that sounded exactly like Jimmy, but um, it wasn't Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they've just done but, um, heaps of research to find a guy that sounds like him. Pretty much, man. Like that's, that's the weird thing. Like, awesome. they've, had, they've, had, they've had so many different vocalists, but it all yeah. sounds like the same guy. Yeah, Jimmy yeah. actually did come. J- Jimmy actually did come back to do just the screams because I think he oh. might have. Um, I think I think he might have lost like. Yeah, lost a bit of his cleans from like yeah, his yeah. technique or something. I'm not too sure, but yeah, because like I was watching videos, it was definitely yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy came back. They were a four piece. They're um, he was doing all the screams and Pontus was doing all the cleans. But um, yeah, I'm pretty sure Pontus is the only original member left. I'm looking at their lineup now, and they're still a four piece. And yeah. from the looks of things, he most certainly is. They have a new screamer. His name's Christopher hmm. Christensen. And then, yeah. yeah, Pontus is the only original member. And then Marcus Wesselin joined in 2008. Crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but Dead by April, underrated band. Um, yeah, I love them. I did actually reach him out. Um, I did reach out for a tour, but it, um, it was just like, this is, this is a while ago. Yeah. It's like, if I was to do it now... I might be able to do it, but I'm still, I'm still unsure how big they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I reckon they'd be keen. They're like, hit yeah, them up. See what happens. Yeah, they're, they're definitely keen. They are, they are definitely keen. It's just yeah, um, fuck yeah. I can physically afford it or not, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, yeah, so I, do, I do definitely hope to see them one day, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, for sure. Imagine if when you see them yeah. in Australia, it's because you're booking them. <laughs> exactly, yeah. That's, <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be sick. Yeah, and um, the other two bands. So those those three are easily my top three. Yeah. Number four would probably be um, Falling in Reverse. Okay, interesting. Yeah. I've always been a big I've always been a big fan of um, like Ronnie Radke's music. Yeah. Not so much him as a person because I can I know he can be a dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, but man, yeah. that dude knows how he knows how to write a fucking song. Yeah, yeah. Hooks on hooks, guys, mental. Exactly. Yeah. And um. And also Luke Holland, Luke Holland's joined them now, so that's really yeah. cool as well. Yeah, even um their last drummer before Luke Holland was uh it was Christian Coma from Black Veil Brides, but before him it was Brandon Richter from Motionless and White and The Witch Was Right. Yeah, like um yeah. Well, Brandon Richter, that's um oh, that's motionless because I don't think he's in motionless for that long. No, um, it was like I think they've had three they've had three, yeah, yeah. It was Angelo and then Brandon three Richter drums. and then Vinny. And then um Vinny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm pretty sure Brandon Richter was also in a Scarlet Drive. I'm pretty sure he joined a Scarlet yes. Drive. Yes, yeah, he did too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That weird Scarlet yeah, Drive. I mean, like, I'd say I miss that band. Like, I know they're technically back together in two different forms now. But... It's so <laughs> juicy. It's so sick. <laughs> yeah, so um, I know. I kind of wish. I thought I thought Jag Jag had more respect than that, but we won't yeah, go into that. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. But yeah, we won't, we won't touch on that. Ronnie Radke yeah, falling um, in reverse. Um, yep. So that was my fourth and number five, yeah. a very recent one that sunk its way up because I've been into the band. I've been in the band for a, quite a long time. Yeah. But um, I haven't been into them this much before, like ever since the new okay. releases. Lorna Shaw. Okay. Yeah. To the Hellfire, yeah. like that whole spec. Yeah. To the Hellfire was a great song. Um, and I Return to Nothingness. That yeah. song hooked me. Then they dropped Sun. Man. Then they dropped. They dropped Sun Eater. I'm just like. You have no right being this good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's mental and like weird that like they've kind of been like bubbling beneath the surface for a while. And then like their last vocal or their two vocalists ago, Homeboy joins, 
Chelsea Green, and then they have like the other guy yeah. controversy, and then Will Ramos comes Sounds in, and he's just like, yeah. yeah, yeah, and just crushes. Yeah, like, yeah, hearing to the hell for I'm like, damn, this guy's got some range. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've been trying to um. See, I'm I'm weird. It's like whenever I hear a vocalist I really like, I just think to myself, "Oh, can I do that?" Yeah, <laughs> and that's I've what been, you should be doing. I've been practicing. I've never practiced. I've I haven't practiced. I haven't practiced this much in a while. I've been really trying yeah. to like expand my range a little bit, especially with um, especially with complexant, like yeah. being like being deathcore, like and not even just like kind of like all styles of deathcore. Like I mean, because I was talking about tech death earlier. Yeah. One of our one of our newer songs is very tech death, but like every song is kind of different. Like the first one we released, which was um No Forgiveness, No Redemption, was heavily yeah. influenced by Lorna Shaw. Fuck yeah. Then yeah. um the second one the second one we were the second one we released, which is called I've Been Waiting, is yeah. has a bit more um a bit more death metal influence. And uh-huh. like I don't know, it kinda reminds me of like um kinda reminds me of old school with the red shore in a way. Yeah. Like I- I could see that, yeah. I know, just like the really fast-paced briefage and stuff, and it's still got breakdown and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, every complexant song has different influences. It's probably the best the best way I can describe it. Yeah, yeah, and it keeps like the music fresh, having that like multiple places to pull De- from. Yeah, it's always like it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And like I've always got um, the last two singles like having Slam or Wide, like willing to put us on his channel as well. That really yeah. like that that really helped as well. Yeah, fuck yeah. Like, a, yeah, we'll be sending every song his way with hopes that he, he's keen to release it because, um, you know, it's, it's just hard. It's hard getting natural reach. Like, everyone yeah, that. fucking the hardest. Yeah. With the amount yeah, of bands if got, if around. Like, yeah. And if there's, some, if there's someone out there willing to put you on his channel for like the cheapest price I've ever seen, like, mm-hmm. I mean, you got some channels that would like charge thousands, but yeah. not Slam Worldwide, man. It's like, so it's almost like he doesn't really care about the money. He's just willing yeah, to like help for the culture. Help bands. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, which is sick. Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, like, fuck it. Yeah. Which is what this is about too. Like helping the bands that are like just plugging away, plugging away, need something to like get the word out about them or another thing to promote or like just for the culture. Yeah, definitely, man. Like it's been a lot fuck of fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, sick. <laughs> Cool, man. Well, thanks for doing the podcast. We'll end the recording now and and I'll let you get on with your day. No worries, man. Thanks for having me. It's all good. Done for another week. Huge thank you to Brendan for doing the podcast. Really fucking good dude. Really passionate about music, which I fuck with so much because like my fucking life is music, heavy music. So yeah, if you like what you heard from Brendan, go check out his bands, Complexant and Spectre and check out BMT, like Borderline BMT, Um, really cool shit over there. He's a really fucking good dude. So go support this guy and everything he does. And if you like what I'm doing over here with the podcast, please like it, share it, tell a friend, subscribe, do all the good shit. Um, yeah, I don't know. I got nothing else to promote, but that's about it. Check out Brendan's stuff. Dude is sick. He's got a tour coming up. Um, Borderline Destruction, which is a collab between Destruct Agency and Borderline BMT. And it's Unearth King Parrot doing a bunch of shows they're playing the zoo in brisbane with babs barbarusa the ascendant from crisis to collapse complexant and disgust some fucking g's on that show some homeboys uh crowbar in sydney uh the ascendant complexant and flaming wreckage and then max watts in melbourne with the ascendant triple kill complexant 
Primitive, Cement, and Chuf. Chuf is a really fucking cool band name. That's fucking sick. Yeah, go check that out. Go check out Complexant and go check out Spectre. And yeah, uh, see you next time. I'm out of here. I'm going to work. Bye.